It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. There was a time when I was an assistant pastor for Bishop J.C. Hash, and if you don't know, our pastors are black, and I never really thought about it. So, you know, you got to love them. And uh, Lady Joy is his wife, and they both say that we come from her side of the family because she's lighter. (laughs) But anyway, how many know we all come from Adam, and, uh, you know... Things were uh, messed up when, you know, Babylon confused the language, different races, and all that kind of stuff. But when you receive Jesus, grace has no race. And we respect each and every single one of you, and we're honored to be worshiping with you today. And so God is good all the time. But as I was greeting at St. Peter's one morning, I went up there, I was so filled, and I said, and you know, I'm an MC. And I go up there and said, oh, I thank God. It's so good to be black in the house of the Lord today. <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that, they, I thank God the congregation got it, you know, because I mean nothing by it. But I don't know what color or race or age or culture you are. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Come on now. And again, for some of you who might be thinking differently, you better think, Along the line of this looking like heaven, there is no white church, there is no black church, there's no Hispanic church, there's no Presbyterian, there's no Pentecostal. Come on. We will converge and worship together. Jump right into the scripture with me this morning. I'm talking about the ordinance of communion. We'll receive the elements. And I've been on a series that has, has just, I've enjoyed it and uh, a lot of times, uh, like Bishop Hash told me, whatever you, whatever you, God has you feeding on, that's what you need to be sharing with your congregation. So I've been ministering on uh, the shed blood of Jesus that remits our sins, and I've been th- uh, camping on Christ is our healer. And so let's jump right into it and see what we can see today. But communion is remembering Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Let's back up. And say, you know, sometimes we don't say that without realizing we need to celebrate his life and then his death and then his burial and then his resurrection. He didn't come to do his own will. He didn't come to say his own words. If you want to know what Jesus is like, or excuse me, if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. Because he is God manifested in the flesh. I like what um, Mark Hankins says about the blood representing the juice representing the blood today he said there's not one thing say one thing there's not one thing in me the blood of Jesus does not cleanse so if the enemy's been harassing you in your soul about that thing that's been bothering you you wish you hadn't done it you can't change it now you can't unscramble scrambled eggs but you can be forgiven and it can be washed away from as far as the east is from the west He removes our transgressions from us. He goes on to say, sin, or if sin can damage it, the blood of Jesus can fix it. Oh, Father, I just plead the blood of Jesus over all our errors, past, present, and future. Thank you, Father, for the shed blood of Jesus that remitted our sins. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says, The Father has delivered us and drawn us to himself out of the control and out of the dominion of darkness. And he's transferred us into the kingdom of his son, of his love. In whom, in whom? 
Jesus, we have our redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins. I want to take a prayer break right now. Let's bow our heads. Father, in Jesus' name, we see what your word says. And there's some people, there might be a few, might be just uh, uh, many, it could be many, that are here today and, and the enemy's hindering them from, from enjoying this service. So I'm going to say in Jesus' name, just receive your forgiveness no matter what it is. He, he, he's dealt with it in, in his death, burial, and resurrection. You believe you receive healing, take it now in Jesus' name. And come on, let's enjoy the rest of this service. Amen. <clears throat> C.S. Lewis said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable. You're facing situations where people have done you wrong. They've betrayed you. They did some inexcusable things. But before you can't forgive them, you better know that God forgave us of some inexcusable things. That is, thank God he's forgiven us and he's wiped out and we're born again and we have a bright future. So what is a blood? Uh, we talked about the blood. Let's talk about the body, what it represents. The body in in communion represents the body of Jesus. His body was broken so our body and our mind could be healed. Once you look with me in Isaiah chapter 53, we're going to skip down to verse 4. Isaiah 53 and verse 4 says, surely, come on, this is God speaking to us this morning. God's word, say it with me, God's word is God speaking to me. All right. So surely he has borne our griefs, which also means what? Sicknesses. And then he's carried our sorrows, which means what? Pains. So let's read that together just like it is. Wait, wait, wait. You guys are ready, aren't you? Three, two, one, read. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, which means pain. Put it in the first person. Surely he has borne my griefs, my sicknesses, and he has carried my pains, my sorrows and my pains. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5 says, but he was wounded, punished for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and sins and crimes and wickedness. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Why can we say today, and with his stripes we are healed? Because Isaiah was looking several hundred years into the future of what Jesus was going to come to do and be raised from the dead. And I thank God, in the same sense, Jesus bore our sins, is the same way Jesus bore our sicknesses. And we can put it in the past tense because now it's done. Naturally, it's done. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And let's read together. And, and by his stripes, I just hope to get healed someday. No, what can't, your faith is now. And uh, I think next week, because we're concluding this series, I, I want to hone in on faith that takes. Faith that takes. And again, a lot of that has to do with uh, what I'm going to share with you a little later on. But uh, the ERV translation says, but he, he being punished, he was being punished for what 
Oh, you don't have it there. For what? Uh, oh, they don't have that translation. That was totally on me. I was looking back at the technology people, and they all ducked. I didn't see anybody back there. So it's my fault, my fault, my fault. All right, but he, yeah, my bad. Um, surely he, ha no, that's not it. ERV says it this way. But he was being punished for what we did. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved and brought us peace. We are healed because he took our pains. Thank God. Boy, that does me so much better than CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and the newspaper and all these notifications of all the negative things happening. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting under a minister or you're, you're listening to or, or um, you know, watching a, a newscast or something, but let me get back to a minister. If you don't have a minister that ministers, you know, we don't deny what's going on, but we don't deny also what we can do to overcome what's going on. And you should be encouraged and you should be, you should be ready to face another day, right? I, I've heard ministers preach uh, that they were afraid of the devil. Well, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And also don't forget that, the enemy, that Jesus died, went to the portals of hell. He came out of his body. His body stayed in the tomb, and he went out there to spoil principality and power and make a show of them openly. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead, and God said, all authority I give you in heaven and on earth. Then Jesus said, I'm going to give it to you, church. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. There are going to be some things during the day that you're going to say, thought, I bind you in Jesus' name. Get out of here. If you don't face every lie with the truth, it's not going to be a good day. So I'm, I'm calling you up to be a next level student of the Word of God so you know what God says for yourself. You don't let anybody talk you out of what God says is rightly yours. All the things and all the educated places, I believe in education. But there are some that are diabolically against even everyone being saved. Well, did you, did, you, did you skip the scriptures? God said, I would that all people be saved and come to the knowledge of God. Why do we go and, and go into all the world and preach the gospel? And he that believes and baptized shall be saved. Come on. That's our passion. And by the way, um, William, did you know that didn't just say an H but it's also a harvest grain. Did you see it? Never saw it. Put that thing up there. Get it up there. Come on. Y'all don't even know. You look at, oh, there it is. See, those aren't two eyes looking at you. That, that, that's a grain. That's grain. We're going out and we're going out with great expectation. Come on. If we believe there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, we need to get busy with it and get over ourselves. I wonder what people think about me. I could give a flip. You know, I want you to like me. 
I do. I really want you to like me. And, and the way I present things, it'll be done, you know, in order. But man, we invite people all the time. Do you really love a friend enough to say, hey, let me tell you what's going on in my life. Or do you have a good church? Man, you got to come to my youth group. We have kids inviting kids. Youth inviting youth. No, wait a minute. Youth, you, you scream all the time, and, you, and you're behaving yourself in church today. Can I get a shout-out by our youth? Yes, I'm going to reach out and expect great expectation. Come on. That was a dud. <laughs> Why did you scream for Carolina last night? And we won't even scream. Well, excuse me. How many Duke fans are in the house today? Wow. There's healing in the house today. Yeah, on the hope today. There's always next year today. Go Kansas. Go Kansas. Oh, 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 that hurt. She said, go Kansas. Oh, all right, how many Carolina fans here? Ooh. Wow, I am so lost in what I'm about to say. I don't even know it. I don't even know why I said that. Um, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be shouting greater than when, when Carolina won, if you're a Carolina fan. But... <laughs> But you, both teams were shouting because that was what I hear, an amazing basketball game. And, uh, wow. I, I'm, huh? It was a great game? Yeah, I'll go back and watch it, I think. But um, heard it was good. And North Carolina, regardless, is being represented once again. All right. So receive your healing, Duke fans. Just take it by faith. Amen. Mm -mm. I am so much trouble. I'm trying to figure out what's next. We can see according to God's word that our sins are remitted, wiped out as though they never existed. Because why? Jesus bore them for us. We can also see that by Jesus' stripes, healing is made available to us for our body and our mind. Why? Because he did something about it. Over 2,000 years ago, he bore our sicknesses and he carried our pain. Jesus suffered in our place and for our benefit. Going back to Isaiah 53, this one little statement, surely he has borne our sicknesses. Christ bore our sicknesses in the very same way he bore our sins. Don't raise your hand because I, I don't want you to. Well, just don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. How many of you still think you have to pay for the times you will miss it? No. We go before God. We receive forgiveness. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then if he leads us to, we'll get it right with another person. We're peacemakers. But in the same way, God doesn't have to come back down to this earth and die on the cross again, live innocent again, die on the cross again, go to hell for us again, be raised from the third day again. We're remembering what he already did in communion. His blood 
has remitted our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there'd be no remission of sin. Innocent blood had to die for our guilt. And also now, we see from the word of God in the very same sense, Jesus bore our sicknesses, and surely he has borne our griefs and carried our pains. That's one of the greatest things you can say over your life. Say with me, one, two, three. Surely he has borne my griefs, my sicknesses, and he's carried my sorrows and my pains. So, God, I want to thank you by Jesus' stripes, according to your truth and according to your word and according to two or three witnesses and many more today. We thank you for watching over your word performance. And after I minister several more scriptures, we're going to be right at the place where, man, I need to learn how faith works in this matter. Faith that takes next week. Dad Hagen, Kenneth Hagen said, Jesus in his earth walk was the will of God in action. You see in some scriptures that Jesus said, I, don't, I only do what I first see my father do. And I only say what I first hear my father say. So if you want to know what Jesus is like or God is like, look at Jesus. A scripture, it's a very, very telling scripture. And Acts 10.38 says, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of God. No, that just, that was shock value. That's what that was. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Oppression has been taken care of in the crucifixion and the resurrection. Now, you know, when you were talking about rooting things up, how sometimes it can be a little difficult, right? And, uh, but there's some here that I saw the difficult part of us getting down to the roots and tearing things up is sometimes you got to be torn out of the ground so you go see a counselor. You get marriage counseling. You go to financial peace and you actually go consistently. Y'all aren't even looking at me. You're looking, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. When you hear the word of God and act on the word of God, God goes to work on our behalf in Jeremiah 1.12. God watches over his word to perform it. Who's in faith about something? Who has a scripture you're standing on? Who is a scripture that you're thanking God for? Who is a scripture that you're praising God for? I got news for you today. He's making it happen right now. Not because of what I say, but because of what the word says. God watches over his word to perform it. I know the healing power of God is moving mightily in us working a cure today because we're studying on, on, on healing and we know faith comes for whatever the word says. Faith is a seed. Let it be developed in your heart. Let it grow. Matthew 8, 17 describes the fulfillment of Isaiah 53 that we just talked about. When Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. She was laying down, his mother-in-law, and, and what did he do? He says, wait a minute. Oh, he was led to touch her hand, and the fever did what? Left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. 
You know, so many people want to be healed so they can live a lifestyle that they enjoy that's totally flesh and contrary to the Word of God. God doesn't just heal you so you can enjoy your next level of sin. I mean, there are conditions, even though we're not under the law. The Bible says, if you abide in me, not check me out every Sunday morning, and if it's not convenient, you watch online. Excuse me, sorry. Some of you will come back, and some of you are really shut in, so we thank you for taking advantage of our virtual church. But as soon as you get back, come on back. If you can't, that's why we have virtual. And if you're traveling, that's why we have virtual. Don't forsake the assembling. If you abide in me, not me, Jesus was saying. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to be limited by me. I can believe with you. But if you abide, look at, oh, they already put it up there for me. Look at that. If you abide in me and my what? I'm going to ask you this question and very softly answer it. Where's your Bible? What Bible? <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm asking. You don't have one. You, you, you got your phone. You got your technology and stuff like that. And, you know, even if you don't even have a Bible, you're saying, here, I got it right here. No, just kidding. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will because God's word is God's will. And if you're filled with the word and his will, you won't be asking for some things in left field. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. And guess what? It shall be done unto you. But it has to be prayed in alignment with the will of God. That's why we get scriptures for every case we might be dealing with. I said this last week. I'm going to shake you up again. If you don't have scriptures for what you're believing God to do for you, you have no grounds by which God can oversee the manifestation for you. There are certain scriptures that I am standing on, but I'm, I'm looking into it, I'm hearing it, bringing God into remembrance of his word, and I have that word for anything contrary that would try to come against me. So Peter's uh, mother-in-law was healed, and when the evening was come, there was brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and cast out the spirits with his word. He also healed what? He healed what? Healed all that were sick. Why? Because he came to fulfill what was spoken of him in Isaiah 53, those hundreds of years ago. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying himself, took our what? Infirmities, and he bare our what? So we know that part of what it was talking about in Isaiah 53 in the Old Testament was physical healing. And he confirmed it in Matthew chapter 8. Look with me also. If you can believe God laid our sins on Jesus, we can believe he laid our sicknesses on him. And... uh, God gives us the actual faith to receive it. 
Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, by grace you're saved through what? Faith. And that not of yourselves. You didn't generate it. When you hear in the gospel, like I've already ministered to it, there's faith for you to receive him as your Savior today. Ministering the word concerning healing, there's faith here today to receive healing for your mind or your body. Through faith we're saved, and that not of ourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Again, I I followed um, or fell into this pattern sometime in my walk with God that when I was going through something, I would get like 101 scriptures to heal me. I'm not saying that's bad to read, but you might want to go to those 101 scriptures and see what out of all those 101 scriptures, what blessed you the most? And that's a key indicator of what you want to separate and, and you know, and uh, think about and hear and, and, and then we can walk in it. Romans 12, 2 and 3 says, but I can't believe God like that. Well, wait a minute. How many Christians here today? You know you're called a believer? <laughs> Say, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe my beliefs. And I doubt my doubts. So let's see what God's word says it because that's the only source of truth. Folks, if we don't hold up this Bible in the current face of this generation, there's no telling how many more things are going to be weird. Lifestyles and this and that and the other. I'm not trying to preach somebody into condemnation. But God's word tells us what lifestyles he condones. He gives us the definition of marriage. He gives us a definition of a man. He gives us a definition of a woman. He gives us a definition of uh, our belief systems to stand on. Don't be duped by what the world's trying to tell you. So no wonder why the word of God says preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. One of the reasons why you come to church is because you're getting something more than your individual devotion will give you. This is a corporate faith. This is a pillar of truth. Sometimes you come in confused and you leave with peace and light on your path. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do we need to renew, read, renew our mind on the word of God? So that we can prove what is. You'll confuse your definition of what is good if you don't get it from the word. You know, the world is so darn bold. Everything's out. I think we can be a little bit more bold and say, hey, do you have a good church? Oh, you don't want me in your church? No, you're the one I exactly want in my church. But I'm a prostitute. Come on. You can sit with us. Don't know why I said that, but, you know, they come in men and women's. But I'm a lesbian. I'm gay. 
God loves you. God loves you. And he will help you with his truth to fall in line with a manner and lifestyle that will blow your mind being so good. And don't look at me so funny today because how many of you have been taken from the pit and you say, oh my God, no, God wouldn't love me like that, that you took me out of this pit and you set my feet on solid rock. And now because the word is supernatural, it's making me Christ-like and it reaffirms my manhood. It reaffirms your womanhood. I'm going to say my womanhood. Your womanhood. I'm really upset about transgender competing with women. Thank you for those three little, I think that was, that's an indication to back off. It's not right. It's not right. I'm in a meddling mood. Because I want to think about abortion. Some of you have had it. Thank God you've forgiven. You're healed. I command those regrets to leave your life. I call you healed in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotion. The word helps us to prove what is good. The word helps us to prove what is acceptable. There are certain things I see on the news and just in the world today, I said, that is unacceptable to me. And if you want to, uh, you, should, you should hear our family watching a program and something said wrong. I don't receive that. That's not in God's word. And you also want to prove what is acceptable, good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. How do you do that? The answer is in the preceding verse. Be transformed. You won't, if, if you follow me and my wife as, you, as we follow the Lord for the next few months or year, you look back and say, what a change. I'm not giving you my words. We're giving you the word of God, and that's a supernatural power to help it. Whatever the word's going out to do, he brings it to pass. Verse 3 says, for I say through the grace of God given unto me to every man that is among you or person not to think of himself more highly than you ought to think. Pompous attitudes. Help me with a word. Disgust me. Someone thinks they're better than you. Well, I'm this or I'm a that. I'm a, I'm a Christian. All Christians are on the same level. We esteem each other the same as we do everyone. But I'm talking about the measure of faith here in a minute. For I say unto you, the grace given to me, every man among you, that is uh, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Read this next verse with me. One, two, three, according as God has dealt to every man, and again, that's mankind, the measure of faith. 
you have the God kind of faith in you to believe any promise that you see in the Word of God. It's a super faith, supernatural faith. You know, we, when, when, um, when we're going through symptoms in our body or things in our finances or family or like that, you, you bring the scriptures together. And, and might as well just meddle with you a little bit more. You cannot believe God. Oh, boy. Here comes one. Uh, curveball, here comes. Ready? You can't believe God. You can't believe God to provide for you if you don't follow his way of him being, becoming your, your provider. Well, that's going to be a good series. <laughs> it's true. There was a day God dealt with me about that way back, some 34 years ago. I was at Ramah. There was a series and on the inside of me, I knew not only was I going to hear what the Bible said about it, but I was going to act on what the Bible said on it. So then I could say, God, I'm a tither, I'm a giver. So I, I walk under the open windows of heaven. I thank you for pouring out the blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. And don't receive condemnation too because some of us have made some bad decisions where we can't even tithe. Do you hear that? How would you like to be me right now? Here, God's merciful. There, there was a day my wife and I made a bad decision. And I don't mind telling you, it was a beautiful Ford. Ford? Ford. Why did I say that? Oh, some of you like Ford too, right? How many Ford people in this house? Oh, don't be afraid to raise your hand. It's okay. I know they, they do trucks well and that kind of stuff. But anyway, okay there. So am I good? All right. So anyway, we bought a brand new, when we had, um, we, we went into a little business while we were in the ministry because we were believing God for more money. And, um, and so we, we did make quite a bit of money on that deal. So we bought a brand new Forerunner. That's where, the, okay, Ford Forerunner. That's where I messed up. It's a Toyota Forerunner. How, how many like those? Mm-hmm. And we liked it so much that when that business dried up because we weren't supposed to be in it, I had to get in that thing, humble myself, and returned it. And we had to borrow a vehicle. How long, babe? I don't know. It was quite a long time. And every time I got into that vehicle, <laughs> I was like, God, thank you for forgiving me. Uh, and I know where I'm supposed to be. Listen, when you get in God's zone, that's the place he's going to prosper you. The will of God is where you want to be. And, and, you know, I, well, this service is pretty much over. Um, there, I don't believe, no, no. I don't believe someone with my influence or my wife's influence should get into business and line you guys up underneath me. 
I will not use my goodwill like that with you. Any influence I have in your life is to, hey, get right with God. Hey, receive him as your Savior. Hey, hey, guess what? What you're going through right now, he took care of that in your mind. And you know what? Let's believe God and ask for his plan for you to act on his direction for your life. You better get your communion element now. Come on. Does everybody have a communion thing? If you don't, if you don't raise your hand so we can, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> did you notice when, uh, did you notice when, when, uh, William was doing the announcements, and he talked about the game last night. It went, I was like, oh, my God, where did the Spirit of God just go? (laughs) I'm not saying he's not a Carolina fan, but I'm saying, uh, uh, yeah. Is God a blue devil? I don't know, just, just, is he a demon, deacon? Uh Uh-oh. Will you forgive me? (laughs) All right. We're learning something. We hurt. Ouch. Hallelujah. And then um, Mary Hart does good like a medicine. So let's look at our two elements here today which represent communion. We talked about how God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son of God that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We saw the reason and the purpose behind why he had to come and die for our sin by shedding his blood. Because we'd missed it. And the thing about Jesus, the scripture says he lived out this life and he faced everything that we have to face and he never missed it one time so that he could die for all the times I did. All the times we did. We also talked about the bread. Just get that wafer for me in your right hand. I'm going to speak a word over this. We went over, you know, two, two, three, or four scriptures today on healing. Faith comes by what? Hearing about whatever you're being ministered to. You have that measure of faith on the inside of you that's being developed. Before we receive the elements, the Word of God says examine yourself. So you just bow your head in prayer just for a moment. You might be here today and say, Pastor Cohen, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I, I want to, man, I can see it. I know I can't make my way to heaven. I know I can't work my way to heaven. Well, you don't have to. All you have to believe is God sent His Son to live a sinless life for us. Was tormented on that cross and wounded on that cross, and God laid the sins that we had on Him. He went to the portals of hell. He was an innocent Savior, died for our guilt, and on the third day, God raised Him from the dead. And all you have to do 
is realize Jesus is alive and receive what he's done for you in salvation. So as we are getting ready to take elements in the moment, I want to pray with you who are not sure that you're saved or you would want to be saved. And if that fits you, just lift up your hand. No one else is looking around. Just shoot your hand up right now and say, Pastor Coyne, you don't need to say anything, but you raising your hand is, Pastor Coyne, include me in this prayer of salvation. No wonder why the Word of God says, Behold, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. And my God, if you, slept, if you slipped into eternity, you'd be forever separated from God when Jesus came to reconcile us when you receive Him. I want us all to pray this prayer out loud, whether you raised your hand or not, or you wanted to, whatever. Say this with me. Father, I believe Jesus is your Son. Father God, I believe you sent him who was innocent so he could die for our guilt. And I believe he went to the portals of hell. And when justice was fulfilled on the third day, God, you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I need you in my life. I'm sorry for my past. I repent and I'm turning towards you. Jesus, I ask you now, come into my heart. I receive you now. I take you as my Savior. And in Jesus' name, you are now Lord of my life. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, you've gotten away from God and you know you need to make some adjustments. No one's looking around. Just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray a prayer of rededication. Yeah, I can see some hands there. Okay. Good. Pray this with me, congregation. Say, God, I'm so sorry. I've come to confess my sins today before you. I'm so sorry for, and you fill in that blank, quiet. I receive your forgiveness now. Thank you for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, I rededicate my life to you. So look at me now uh, and, and just know this. You're forgiven. We've rededicated our life. And if you receive the Lord today, oh, we commend you. Best decision you'll ever make. Hold up the bread in your hands. Break it. Let me quote something. We'll eat just a minute. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my or our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. If you need healing in your body today, just believe you receive. As you take this wafer as an act of faith, take your healing today according to the scripture. Let's eat. the juice the juice represents a shed blood of Jesus what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus the innocent blood of Jesus today let's just drink and thank him for forgiving all of our iniquities and in Jesus name healing all of our diseases 
Praise God for a moment with me. Father, I just thank you that I am forgiven. We're reminded of what you did for us by receiving communion today. Thank you that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. In Jesus' name, top of my head, sole of my feet. Thank you for it in Jesus' name.